0: Hello. It's Dana, and this is the Night Terrors podcast. Many years ago a friend told me, in a lucid dream you can do anything. I can't see anyone not being enthralled by the idea of being a god in their own private reality. You create the rules, the laws that bind it almost seems too good to be true. After doing some research into the subject, I began to keep a dream journal. And from what I read, the more you write down and think about your dreams, the more you'll remember. The more you remember, the longer the dream experience is. The longer the dream, the more time to practice realizing that you're dreaming without startling yourself back into consciousness. Eventually, I had a few instances of lucid dreaming. Definitely nothing close to godhood, but still enlightening. I tried flying, which worked, until I got distracted by something else and kind of plummeted. No pain though, no fear. The last of the small handful of experiences that I had kind of turned me off to it. I was in some kind of old family castle, quite picturesque and serene, though completely fabricated. I encountered the spirit of my recently deceased grandfather somehow trapped in the Undercroft. Only once I'd freed him, through many confusing and off-putting tasks, It was revealed to me that he was not my grandfather, but some malevolent spirit that I've now set loose. After being manipulated, I I wanted nothing more to do with the dream, but I found it difficult to wake. Eventually I did, with the help of my great grandfather's spirit. I don't believe any of it was real or symbolic in any way. I believe it was a disturbing and disquieting dream. I stopped lucid dreaming after that. Now, almost a dozen years later, I'm thirty years old. I have a chronic jaw-clenching problem that leads to migraines. I live a shell of a life. I'm alone. But I began trying again. Trying to immerse myself in a world of my own. In my head. Hmm. The world with my wife. We'd have been married for seven years come this spring, if... She hadn't gone missing. I don't fault the police for not finding her. I I know. They tried their best. I've had people try to gently suggest that she's okay and she's left on her own volition. Even worse, some say she's in a better place. I know it's not true, though. Someone, something, took her from me. I haven't slept properly in the past year without her. What's the point in going to bed if not beside her? Why wake up to a world without her in it? Constantly racked with guilt. Why wasn't it me that went missing? Why did it have to be her? All the people in the world. Worse yet? ability to picture her face and my thoughts degraded substantially, I can't even remember exactly what she looked like. It haunts me to try to remember my pride and joy and be met with the strange mashed up bundles of characteristics that are close but so terribly wrong. Recently, in one of my sleep deprived fugue states, I swear. I saw my grandfather, obviously not truly him, maybe the spirit that pretended to be him in my dream. I know it wasn't real, but it seemed like a sign. Whatever it was, it gave me the idea of how I could finally see my wife again, how we might resume our lives together. I knew it would be an imitation, I knew it would all be a false façade, but I needed to see her again, touch her with my own hands, look into those eyes and feel the truth that photos can't compel. I tried to figure out ways to actually get to sleep. Drugs didn't work because I couldn't remember anything of my dreams, they they kept my journal empty. Occasionally in a stroke of luck or perhaps fate, I'd managed to lose consciousness for long enough to realize something out of this world had occurred. Between those lucky moments of fragmented unconsciousness, I noted down the things I saw in my waking life that don't belong. I know I'm not crazy, because I know they can't be real. Perhaps symptoms of this plague named insomnia. I eventually was able to recognize and, to some degree, control the brief bouts of fitful dreams I'd have. The golden rule when lucid dreaming is to not get too excited, too worked up. If you do, then your body will naturally wake from the excitement as you would from a nightmare. Unfortunately, when thoughts of my beautiful wife slowly crept into my mind, I couldn't help myself and roll back into reality, back into a life not worth living. One day, it finally happened. I couldn't quite place my finger on how I knew, but it was true. One of my waking dreams was her. She simply breezed right past me as I was in the grocery store. Perhaps I willed her into existence. I knew that she wouldn't be there, but uh, I dropped everything I had and ran outside from the checkout to the cashier's dismay to try to see her, just to catch a glimpse of her face. I can't help but clench, giving way to the headaches when I think back to it. How I must have just missed her. At least I knew it was working, or so I thought. Sleep became particularly evasive after that, therefore no dreams. The conscious manifestations of my restless mind gave no respite to my emotional exhaustion either. I caught the occasional smell of her fragrance or heard sounds reminiscent of her gentle purrs as she slept. Yet I could not be certain that they were truly fragments of my own world seeping through, or simply the red herrings of reality. I began to try everything I could think of. I even ordered some mescaline-filled cactus from South America. Experience was strange and, at times, uncomfortable. But I think I gained some level of wisdom from it. I started to realize that the waking world and my personal reality were not so different. I could control things, albeit with great effort, in the real world. Small things at first, in tricky ways. I'd be able to unintentionally move things from one place to another through a strange, retroactive process. It began when I left my home, knowing that I wore my white waffle knit hoodie. Throughout the day, I kept thinking that I should have worn something a little warmer. By the time I was on my way home, it happened. I first realized that I wasn't as cold as I thought I should have been as I dug my hands into the pockets of my sweater. Then it dawned on me. My Waffle Knit hoodie has no pockets. Somehow, using the power of thought, Just like in my dreams, I was able to transform one sweater into another. It may seem trivial, but I knew it could be my first step to godhood. Omnipotence outside of the dream world. I could bring her back. It felt too good to be true, but I'm still not sure whether or not it is. After a span of time I can't quite measure, I was able to gain more control over reality. Nothing like flying or superpowers, but I could subtly predict events that were going to happen. I'd envision them or rather feel them happen moments before theft would occur. Most importantly, I gained power over my sleep. I could lay down, close my eyes, and reopen them on the other side at will. The more I practiced on the other side, the stronger I became in the real world. The barrier between reality and dreams was thinning. Yet still, she was out of my grasp. I felt as though I was losing her more and more with every passing day. I couldn't remember her name anymore. She was slowly fading out of existence. All pictures of her, documents containing information about her, even her driver's license which I held onto in my wallet. All of it was either missing or the information obscured. Then it hit me. It is taking her away again. Whatever took her in reality, wherever it took her to, It is now trying to take her out of existence entirely, robbing me of the memory. I became conflicted. It appeared the stronger I became, so too did the reach of it. Should I continue trying to save her, or should I pursue it? To put an end to its treachery. Which brings me to here and now. I don't write these words. I don't type them into my laptop. I will them into being. What is written in the dream world appears on the screen in reality. I believe I found the solution. I think I know what it is, after all this time. She and it are one and the same, two sides of the same coin, the yin and the yang. It is reality, and she is the other side. To transcend the boundaries of this feeble mortal coil, I must commit myself fully. I will slip into the deepest of sleeps. Nothing will wake me, possibly forever. Due to my power and control, I I will never die, but so too will I never wake. I will shed the shackles of the universe from the other side. I will truly become a god. Then, I will tear down the wall between this world and the next. I will return to her. Thank you for listening. All stories are produced with a Creative Commons license or with written permission from the author. These stories are not meant to be reproduced in audio, written, or any other form of media. If you haven't yet, go and subscribe and review at nightterrorspodcast.com or wherever you find your podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and through our email, which is listed in the show notes. Thank you.